Hey everybody, Chris here. Um, I just wanted to preface this show by saying this is a very visual heavy episode. Um, and because of that, I do encourage everybody to go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, that's youtube.com. And then you can just search just another neckbeard uh, because I still don't have a custom URL as of yet. And um, it, it's not really worth it to put in letters and all that other stuff. Uh, but you can find the link of that in the description if you want to check that out, uh, which I highly encourage you to do. That being said, because this is a very heavy, uh, visual heavy episode, uh, there is going to be a lot of it that uh, has that context that you might not get. Uh, so I will apologize for that. Uh, also, because of that, I did have to edit the video a lot just to kind of help bring the uh, audio up from some of the video because I... I there's a lot of issues that I've been having with it, and it's very heavily edited that I tried to make as good as I can. Um, I, I'm not very, I'm not a professional editor at this yet. I'm still just getting started, so I'm trying my hardest. Um, so uh, if there's any issues with it, I do apologize. Uh, I tried my hardest, and hopefully we won't have issues like this in the future. But uh, again, if you want to check out the video version, I highly encourage you to do that. Other than that, thank you so much, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So for a bit of a moment in my life, I remember playing a very specific card game, because card games are kind of an old, outdated thing that we don't really use that much anymore, but there is still a very core crowd of people that love card games still, and that particular card game I'm going to be talking about is Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, I remember specifically, it was just not even that long ago, uh, I really got into Yu-Gi-Oh! about four or five years ago. And I played it a lot. Um, I was going to tournaments every week and stuff like that. And I very, I remember a very select moments of interaction I've had with people over the years because, needless to say, there is a very um, un, <laughs> un, uh, unwelcoming crowd in the trading card games. And very, uh, man, you'll hear about it because there is some reputation that kind of precedes itself and is warranted in that reputation that we're going to be talking about. Um, but I'm also going to hammer in on Yu-Gi-Oh. We're going to talk about some other trading card games and kind of the evolution of why Yu-Gi-Oh has kind of an outdated format compared to modern stuff now. Um, so if you're into trading card games, congratulations. You found a good episode that you'll like, um, more specifically Yu-Gi-Oh though, cause that's the one I played. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into the show today. Um, this, <laughs> my name's Chris, and uh, this is just another Nick Beards podcast. Oh, again, I hit the wrong one. Okay, I'm not going to let the whole theme play for that <laughs> because I'll probably get in trouble for that. But anyway, so yeah, let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! a bit. So Yu-Gi-Oh! is a, a battling trading card game that was first developed in the 90s by Konami. Um, started off originally as a, um, I guess, I, I think it's, yeah, it originally started off as a manga um, and then evolved into an anime and anime adaptation became very popular because the main priority of that was the card game. Everybody liked the card game in that, um, in that whole series, I guess. And it, it really took off because it, one of the things that took off mostly about it was I had this in hugely deep lore about Egyptia 
or Egyptia, about Egypt. <laughs> um, it had this Egyptian background that was all about these you know, mystical monsters. There was the whole lore of the Shadow Realm, which was like a very big thing in the English audience. Uh, it had a lot of this stuff uh, in the game in the game and in the anime because they both kind of correlated uh, out together. Again, it was owned by Konami, so it was. Uh, we also had like Magic the Gathering and even the Pokemon trading card game were getting big. This is back when trading card games in the 90s were starting to become very popular again, especially when it came to the whole battling aspect of a card game because for the most part, a lot of trading cards before them were just like baseball cards and um, football cards maybe. I don't know. Did football have cards? I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to turn the music down a little bit more because I don't want to overwhelm. Uh, but for the most part, trading card games were became not so much all about trading and there became an actual game aspect behind that stuff. Now, I don't again, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the trading cards beforehand. Uh, I mean, there was obviously stuff like Dungeons and Dragons that had cards with it, but I don't think that was that was just part of their sets and things like that. Now. The thing that grabbed Yu-Gi-Oh! to a lot of people is Yu-Gi-Oh! is a very simple game compared to... I mean, it, it's simple in the fact that it's very easy to get into. You have very laid out rules. You know, everybody draws each turn. You have these actions you can do on your turn, and then that's it. Uh, whereas a lot of people were intimidated by Magic and Pokemon. Um, mostly when my experience with the Pokemon trading card game, I didn't know you actually could battle opponents. I thought you just collected the cards because it was just a trading card. I didn't know there was an actual game aspect behind it, but, uh, everybody I knew that had gotten into Yu-Gi-Oh got into it because it was really easy to do. It's very simple. And because there was a whole TV show adaptation to go along with it, you could kind of like mimic the decks that there were in the show. And you could kind of like play that as that similar character's deck as well so that was very attractive especially to a young audience um but again as the show evolves and things get more and more evolved you add more cards things get a little more complicated you can get very heavily invested to it which just so happens to be what a lot of people do a lot of people get really invested in these card games they get really invested in the role lore sorry the <laughs> the whole the whole battling aspect and they just want to be the best you want to it's it's kind of like you know uh, uh ash's journey in pokemon again because it's very came out at the same time this whole gimmick was he wanted to be the best around like no one ever was uh people wanted to do like that with Yu-Gi-Oh as well also because in the show yugi is like you know the main character he's trying to like be the best duelist as well um there's a lot of that stuff that people like to do now, to talk about the game itself, the game itself is, again, pretty simple. Um, start off with a very basic set. A lot of a big attraction to a lot of people was a lot of the different variety of monsters, um, stuff you never even imagined. There's just these really crazy things, all these amazing art that had on all the cards. You know, there wasn't really that much lore behind some of the monsters. They were just monsters. Like, here. I mean... I, just to bring out a simple deck that I, I this is a deck that I used to use, like which was is, is a six samurai deck, um, which you know of course, of course, uh, you know it was of course around samurai. But I mean, um, again, I don't know. You can see some of the art on these uh, is pretty good looking. Um, let me try and get that zoomed in a little more for you. Uh, I don't have an autofocus on, but anyway, there's stuff like that. You have like really uh, crazy 
crazy uh, artists that made these amazingly detailed uh, pictures just for these small little cards. And that that's really attractive. But again, when going down to the lore, there's not really it's a samurai themed deck. There's not really much in terms of lore. There are obviously a lot of creatures that do have their own very specific lore and like kind of what it correlates to the show. But that's not really what people really played. People liked the people picked out cards and decks that they liked because of mostly the art and the monsters that they liked on that. And that's cool thing about Yu-Gi-Oh compared to a lot of other. Um, trading card games like magic you kind of have just like I mean you can kind of make your own deck but you mostly build a deck around a color with magic and Pokemon you just build a very basic Pokemon team magic had or not magic Yu-Gi-Oh had like a large variety you could kind of go out and do whatever you wanted with it you could really go all out and crazy or you can make a theme deck you could just you could do whatever you wanted there was a lot of options when it came to Yu-Gi-Oh and it's really easy to make a deck and the game was simple you everybody had the I mean, obviously, there's some broken cards, which is what we get a ban list for and things like that. But the game's been around for over 20 years now, right? The game's been around since 1997, I think, maybe eight. Um, there's obviously a Japanese and an English variances. Like, the Japanese version of the card game is completely different. Um, there's They have their own set of rules, their own ban lists and things like that. However, again, sorry, <laughs> I'm kind of like going really fast right now, but... I don't want to take too much time on kind of explaining a lot of that. Uh, but again, because the game's 20 years old and you get expand, like most naturally with every trading card game out there, they make expansions because it was popular, right? They, so they keep making out more. They got to bring out new expansions to the game, keep going. And the big problem with Yu-Gi-Oh compared to a lot of other games, uh, because really Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh are like the big three that have been around for a long time. A lot of trading card games don't, like, last that long. Like, do you know anybody that's played the Final Fantasy card game? Or there's, uh, there was one game I bought just to try it out. And when I went to go try the game, there was one other person playing it. So sometimes that stuff just doesn't pick up. People like stuff that is, already has an established, like, people, like, base of people playing the game. Because the whole point of a trading card game, a battling card game is you battle other people. So if you don't have a lot of people that are willing to play it, then the game kind of dies, which is unfortunately what happens to a lot of card games like that. Now, Yu-Gi-Oh! has been around for a long time, so it has that back uh, large base of people that have played it before. And kind of sometimes people that were younger come back to it, which is what happens. Uh, kind of not really happened to me, again, because I didn't play it that much when I was a kid. I knew of the game. I played one of the video games just to play it, and then I played, um, I started playing the actual card game uh, a few years ago, like five years ago, and then I stopped playing because kind of fell out of it because, I mean, that's what happens. You just fall off of it. You don't really, you play it for a while, and then you get kind of bored with it. Um, but, again, that's what Yu-Gi-Oh! has a big attraction for. There's a lot of variety, a lot of, like, very good art. There was, there's just so, so much... They had a TV show that went along with the card game. There's a lot that kind of centered around Yu-Gi-Oh! That kind of like co all correlated together that you could really get into, especially with the video games that made it very easy to play the game. Um, now, the problem that we have, though, is now that the game is so old, now that there's so many cards, Magic and Pokemon do their own thing where they're like, okay, well, we're only going to use these. There are current rotation of cards right now. You can't use any of these after this point. Otherwise, you know, you 
you can't you can't have cards that are 20 years old that are relevant today in the format because there's just too many options then and that's the problem with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh has all these expansions, all these evolutions of the game that have changed it and you can still use the same cards that were available from day 1. So, I mean, there's obviously there's always the ban list that they have that like prevents you from using cards that are deemed overpowered and broken, but at the same time there's so many cards and so much of a variety of stuff that you can use basically virtually almost anything that's available right now. And that's a big problem in terms of balancing a game. Yu-Gi-Oh is a very unbalanced game because newer cards that come out aren't as are either pretty much always better because now instead of just having cards to have cards, they make cards to build around other cards that are made. And man, it's just a, it's just a big mess. Um, I remember in particularly, uh, when I first started trying to get into the game, I just, I bought a starter deck and I went to a tournament and like everybody had their own theme deck around a certain gimmick. And it was just, I mean, I couldn't even win after like turn two because I mean, the whole thing is the whole, the whole way to win a dueling game like that is to not let your opponent ever have a turn. So you basically want to try and finish them off before they even get a chance to do anything. So and that's the problem. That that was a big problem with uh that with the format and like, you know, there's so many cards like that. It's just it, it's an insane amount of of stuff that you have to kind of predict because when there's so many cards out there and there's so many options that uh, your opponent has, you have to be able to react to that and if there's an insane amount of variety of cards, you can't really do that properly. You're always kind of like I mean, I know what this person kind of is building around at a certain point, but at the same time, you're like, I have no idea what he's going to try to do because, you know, there's so many cards out there. You can't really truly predict what somebody's going to do. And that's a good thing because that helps keep the game interesting. But it, it's also a problem because it also keeps like, um, again, it keeps, it doesn't let the game be balanced properly. Um, so I'm going to bring up a visual really quick here because, the one of the things uh, that a lot of uh, players, when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, is they usually pick like they want to, they want you to lose before you even get a chance. They try to knock you out at turn one. They call it first turn knockout. Um, they try to do it. Now this is a very over the top um, example of this, uh, but I'm going to bring it up right here. Uh, where is it at? Uh, here it is. Here it is. This is a pretty popular clip. Um, this is one of the more famous ones. This is uh, called the most serious Yu-Gi-Oh player in the world. Uh, I hope you guys get some enjoyment out of this one. This one's kind of funny. Um, so I've seen this one multiple times. Hold on. I actually got to I'm going to turn off the music and I'm going to let the music. I, I only wanted to have the music there for a little bit just to kind of like get it, get and set the mood. But, you know. All right. This one's a pretty famous, relatively famous clip. One. Two. Three. Take notice. I want you to. I want you to take really good note. Um, now this is obviously played up to be over the top, and he's not really being serious about this. Um, but take note of the actual age of the people in the audience, or you know, around him playing. It was mostly teenagers, mostly teenagers and young, you know, probably early college or, you know, more or less younger people. Again, I'm an old man. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, it, it's a game that it's very attractive to that certain demographic. Uh, and you know, that it's very evident and it shows kind of, especially when it comes to the attitudes of a lot of these people, when I get into some personal experiences that I've had. So let's go back to the video. I don't know why you're laughing, dude. You're getting your ass kicked I'm over here. Because you guys are laughing. Golden. For <laughs> two. Four cards remain in deck. Draw off Draw off library. Dark World Dealings. To draw one card, discard one card. Hand Destruction. Discarding two magical mallets. To draw the final two really cards of my deck. <laughs> Setting three cards face down. You know you got four darks my turn is over. I love that part. Um, but yeah, you get it. You get it. He's he's being over the top, you know, kind of like to emulate the show. And it's obviously played off like he's he's joking about it. he's trying to be a joke. But I mean, that was a serious deck. He was, you know, the guy didn't even get a chance to to, to move before he lost the game. Um, I guess I didn't really explain the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh. The rules of Yu-Gi-Oh is essentially that you want to try to knock your opponent out uh, so that everybody has a certain amount of life points. And when your opponent's life point reaches zero, you win. If your opponent, if your life points reach, reach zero, sorry, I can't talk today, you lose. Um, you know, and then the whole "I'm sending you to the shadow realm." <laughs> you know, that that was obviously played up to be part of a joke. That's not a um, that was not a real interaction that was obviously played up and exaggerated. But there are people that are like that um, <laughs> more because, again, you looked at the target demographic, you look at the audience that kind of like really plays that game. It's young teenagers and people that are easily influenced by stuff like that. And I remember in particular, there was one person. So this is a bit of a, this is a story. Uh, when he, Well, I don't know. Maybe I should save it. And let's uh, talk about a little bit more about the card game. Um, because I mostly wanted to get into the actual stories I had around the game. Uh, so let's get a, let's finish this part out. Uh, so the actual audience of Yu-Gi-Oh! is very, you know, young. And they get really into it very easily. And then when you get older like that and you still continue to do that, one of the big problems that we that especially affected the whole Yu-Gi-Oh scene. Um, and it really honestly, it's really just card games in general, because I hear the stories about other card games and it seems to be a really issue is personal hygiene. And a lot of people don't really seem to take care of themselves that well because they get really invested in something they get really obsessive which is what happens when you're young you get really obsessive about stuff very easily um and you kind of forget about what other people see you as because you're more focused on yourself you're not really seeing what other people see or smell for that matter uh because <laughs> one of the thing in particular that really um again seems to be a big problem with a lot of trading card games is personal hygiene so much so that the Konami themselves had to step in and ban players if they were too smelly. Um, so this is an article from earlier this year. Uh, this is from IGN, unfortunately. Um, I, I didn't want to bring up any other ones. IGN was the only one I could find that was like easy to access. Um, but anyway, it says Konami is cracking down on poor... This is posted in April of 2019. So this is this year. 
Konami is cracking down on poor hygiene at its official Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG tournaments with implementation of a new rule that penalizes players if they or their clothes are dirty or bad-smelling, a.k.a. if you have B.O. Uh, so they're banning players for not bathing uh, because that's a serious issue that's been relevant in the community, and I've had interactions with people like that. Um it's just it's it's a really really unfortunate thing that you really have to beat that into people's skull that they need to bathe and take care of themselves. You'd think that'd be a very normal um, normal thing in society is you know taking care of yourself and for for being at such a young age where you're so focused on yourself. It's I don't I don't understand how people can forget about this simple act of just taking a shower, washing your clothes. It's so easy to do like I wake up and shower or I go to or I shower and then go to bed like I do one or the other because I'm like I don't want to stink tomorrow like that's one thing I can't stand is bad breath stinking and just overall looking un un unpleasant uh you know like you just look like a mess I always make sure I look like I can present myself in public um, much like how I am here. I, I mean, I wore, I've worn a t-shirt a few times, but I try to wear polos. I try to look nice for you guys. I don't want to look like a mess. I mean, that's just rude to you. I'm not trying, I don't want to be rude to you because I want to be nice to you guys. I want you to all to enjoy it just as much as I enjoy your company. Um, now <laughs> again, again, this is a video show as well as an audio show. So if you ever want to catch the visuals, uh, you know, you know where to go on YouTube. Um, so as far as the card game goes, obviously, obviously there's very uh, certain decks that reign supreme. You know, as you as the game has evolved and gotten further into its lifespan, there's a lot of decks that have, you know, more or less taken the scene and presence of all of the other ones. Um, and that's kind of where I, this is where I come in. So the game is about. Why don't we just kind of move on to where I've interacted with the game? So by the time I got into the game, it was about. I think in its fourth or fifth format. And, you know, the game is so old at this point. There's so many different decks that are just way better than all the other ones. So what naturally happens is people use those, are attracted to those decks. They want to use them because they want to win. That's the whole point of a card game, especially a battling card game, is you want to win. You want to win at the game. Uh, nobody likes to lose, uh, especially when one of the, uh, you know, the tournaments, they pay out money like a lot of the other ones, like the world tournaments and stuff like that, they pay out money because, and if you win that, that's a pretty good notoriety on yourself. You know, you can be seen as a very, one of the top players of the game. You can also be seen as one of the smelliest players of the game <laughs> because, but Hey, I mean, that's you on you, man. Um, but I got into the game and one thing you don't realize when you first start playing the game is because there's all these different formats, all these people that have been playing for a long time, they don't really try to help explain the rules to you. They don't really try to like help you along with the game. They kind of just like are wanting to win. So they'll like, they won't tell you if you're doing something stupid or if you're doing so like if you're doing something wrong, they'll let you know. But if you're doing something stupid, they won't point it out to you because they're like, you're doing like, okay, I'm just going to win. And then that's unfortunately what would happen for a long time while I was playing the game. I kind of had to learn how to play on my own because nobody was really helping me. I had to like, look things up constantly i actually ended up having to emulate that's where i started the uh, six uh six samurai build i started doing that because i wanted to I, I was like well i need to just get a build that's pretty good and that was a relatively cheap and easy to build card deck 
Um, unfortunately, the thing that comes with that though is because some of the top decks get really expensive. So I kind of had to use a mid-tier deck um, just because I didn't want to spend $300 on a Yu-Gi-Oh card game deck. I spent 20 on mine because I didn't want to spend that much money. Um, but again, <laughs> one of the things that also happens is the people that play the game, they don't try to teach you how to do it. They also want to try to rip you off when you're trying to buy like specific cards because they know what you're looking for. Um, and it's funny because like I brought cards to trade and obviously I brought a lot of like commons because I didn't know any better. Um, the guy I'd first interacted with that wanted to trade, I was like, I have no idea what any of this stuff is. I was like, this is just stuff that I've had. Um, I don't know what I was like. I don't know if you want anything out of it. I don't care. And he was just like, yeah, these are all garbage. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, <laughs> so, and then I was like, he had a particular card I need. And he was like, yeah, you can give me like five bucks for it. And I was like, $5. Fuck you. <laughs> I just, I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need that. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that that happens, which is unfortunate. So, I mean, that's why a lot of the online retailers have kind of picked up because a lot of live people that try to sell to you are just trying to rip you off. Um, I mean, you can get people that try to rip you off online as well, but that doesn't happen as much. Um, now, as I started playing the game more and more, I actually started to meet more and more people because there's a large variety of people that play the game. Obviously, you saw the type of people it targeted. That was my... I was in the I was in the exact same demographic as all those people. So I started playing the game, but unfortunately the game also attracts a lot of just like how it attracts a lot of people that like get really obsessive with it, traps a lot of <laughs> attracts a lot of socially inept people that don't really know how to communicate well with others as well. Now that's not to say that there weren't people that weren't that weren't able to talk to you, that weren't able to like really hold a conversation with because I was able to do that just as fine with everybody. There was a lot of people there I was able to do that with. Even the shopkeepers at my local shop that I went to, they're all really nice and I could talk to them. I could talk to them for hours because they're just cool. They knew how to hold the conversation. They were normal people. <laughs> Go figure. There was a lot of normal people that played the game, but there was also a lot of like weirdos that didn't know what, to really talk to or how to talk to people. And I want to bring up this one person in particular right now first. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, uh, but we're just going to call him the B.O. Cheater. <laughs> so uh, the B.O. Cheater was this uh, man in his probably mid, mid to late 20s, um, so probably around the same age as myself. And he was um, very smelly hence the name B.O. Cheater. Uh, he always uh, looked really gross and like he always looked really sweaty, really greasy. Um, he was overweight. And uh, I mean, he his he always smelled because he smelled like his his bag. His clothes smelled like a gym. Um, and I don't know if that's because he walked there, but I mean, I I really don't know. <laughs> that's not really what I'm sure. Um, he has always smelled. He always had um a book bag just full of garbage um he was always like eating fast food there he had uh you know just junk with him all the time and he always tried to cheat in the game i remember particularly people would tell me um you know he would always he'd always try to barge in on people's conversations in the middle of it and try to like be like oh yeah what's up and then like he tried to like barge in on a conversation when he had no place at all like nobody was addressing him. Nobody was like trying to talk to him. 
and he would just try to take over it himself and try to like steer the conversation to either being about him or to talk about what he wanted to talk about. Um, so that was really, that was always really rude of him. And he always like, for some reason I was there with my wife. Uh, we weren't married at the time. We were still dating, but he always tried to, uh, sorry. He always tried to, uh, hit on my wife at the time. All right. She was my girlfriend at the time. He always tried to hit on her for some reason. Um, and I had only brought her along because so we could spend time together. I tried to like get her, um, to, get to be interested in some of the stuff that I was interested in or, you know, just to, just to be around her. Um, I stopped inviting her for a few times because she obviously wasn't having that much fun and being assaulted by, you know, uh, basically people that are just like, girl, 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 you know, stuff like that, <laughs> you know, just like have no idea how to interact with people. Um, but the guy always tried to cheat in the game too. And that was actually very, I didn't even realize it until somebody even pointed it out to me because he would, um, you know, I was sitting next to the guy and the, uh, he'd gotten up to go to the bathroom real quick. And the guy goes, he goes, Hey, you might want to watch out. This guy cheats like all the time. Um, so yeah, I was like, better make sure like you make you, I was like, you better make sure you reshuffle his deck for him. Um, because you offer one of the thing, common things in the game is you shuffle your deck and then you offer the person to either cut it or reshuffle it for them. You know, you it's just to kind of help keep the game fair so people don't, aren't purposely trying to cheat. Um, now, he would always, like, I know he would always try to because I, I would always catch him trying to look at his next card to see what he had. Uh, he, he always tried to um, more or less, like, um, uh, what was the people called? Stacking. He would try to stack his deck in his own favor. Uh, which is basically where you put cards in specific places so you get what you want. You know, he always tried to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up like, I ended up losing to the guy, but not because I was like really trying. I, I just lost because I just wanted to get the match over with because I couldn't stand like dueling him anymore. I was like, this is so fuck. Sorry. I didn't mean to drop that. I was like, this is so dumb. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Just, I'm just going to take the loss. I don't care. Um, because I didn't really care about winning. I was just there to have fun and play the game. Obviously I wanted to, if I won, that was nice. I wanted to try to win, but you know, it wasn't the main goal. Um, and you ended up with a lot of people that were like that. Um, you also had ended up with a lot of people that were trying to unironically take the game very seriously and act like it was, there was one guy in particular that tried to act the, like, act like the game was the actual show. Um, so he would draw his card. Um, here, I, I'm just going to give you a visual example of this. I'm just grabbing a random deck. I don't even know what it is. I think this is, um, doesn't matter anyway. So I got a, I just got a random deck here because I have a few decks that I built. Um, but anyway, he would take the card and he would go draw. I summon, I can't find it. I can't find, I'm getting all spells. I summon you a mighty slugger in attack mode. And he would do stuff like that. Like, purposefully he was acting like like he would really go way over the top and i played that guy once and i never played him again because i was like i was like can you please can you please stop doing that and you're just embarrassing yourself and you're making it like really embarrassing to even be around you uh so i really stopped really kind of wanting to associate with people like that and that was one of the reasons why i ended up dropping the game because of people like that because I just didn't, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. You know, it's it, eventually you just kind of like, 
you get fed up of people like getting mad or because I would win sometimes. And, you know, again, I'm not the best. Uh, I would I liked to win, but, uh, you know, people take the game way too seriously. So when they lost, especially when they invest hundreds of dollars in a deck and they end up losing, they get really mad very quickly. Um, here is a uh, clip. Uh, this one's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist Gone Crazy. Now, I don't know if this one is uh, ironic or serious or not. However, I'm going to treat it like it is serious because this is guy, <laughs> you would see people like this all the time. Here we go. The guy next to him is laughing. So the reason the guy next to him is laughing. So it makes me feel like that he's actually like that he normally interacts like this and he's being serious. But look at that guy. Look at that guy he's facing. He has no he has no interest at all in what's going on. He's like, oh, come on, dude. Just play the game. He just wants to move on. He has no interest at all in it. Counterpunch to the grave. Yeah. I'll check him. Wait, your turn. See this cup? Uh, basically, when a, um, when a battling boxer attacks or whenever you attack me, I can move it during the damage and he gains a thousand like loot. But I can banish from hand on graveyard. What? Come on, spell books. Come on, spell books. Next. Look at this guy. He's going insane. I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead a bit. Because he gets really mad. I've seen this video. I've seen this video before. He does get like really mad later. I know. Congratulations. You get anything you want from me. Anything you want from your dad. I love that, man. That's a sexy ass secret for it. Make me horny. Make me. What the heck? <laughs> I skipped it. Though. Okay, there's no way this guy is being really serious about this. I'm just trying to beat somebody with this deck with that deck. That nigga shut me down the whole time. Okay, didn't need to hear that. Yes, Peter Parker, get the feels, yes. Don't do that. Don't do that, my nigga, don't do that. Yes, Kaiku, the insurance salesman, go. Yes, don't you bother. Then go directly. He's like going nuts. He's going nuts. All right. I don't want to show any more of that because it gets a little crazy. Um, but you get the idea like that's that you had interacted with people like that, that acted like that. So that's that was a real that has to have been a real interaction because I've interacted with people like that. There's no way. Um, some of the other things that I've seen that are, I remember there in particularly, um, there was an older gentleman there, um, that this was when I first started getting into the game too. There's an older gentleman there, probably in his mid fifties. Um, I have no idea like why he was there. He was into the game though. He was playing the game and he, I could not beat this guy for the life of me. I was actually getting mad at this guy because I couldn't beat him. He just kept like, he I guess his deck was like a stall deck. So anything I tried to do, he just negated. Um, and, and then he would just like burn my life points, event like little by little. Eventually, I would get really mad at him for it. It was so annoying. And it was just like, come on, are you serious? That was one of the um, one, that was one of the guys that I dueled. I remember that was just like, oh, my God, this is so bad. 
But again, there was guy, the guy that played the game like way too over the top and serious. You had stuff like that, and there was another. Uh, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> there was another guy. Um, again, this is mostly just like a story time. But it, actually, you know, why don't we before we get to finishing the stories, I do want to have a couple other things I want to show you. Um, there was a one, but one of the things that happens normally and stuff like that when people get really into it, they do like a series. Or they try to do stuff. Here is uh, some interactions I've had. This is a uh, uh, where is at? Yeah, here we go. This is a series that some guy had made on YouTube of real life Yu-Gi-Oh duels. So why don't we go ahead and take a look um, uh, of what happens when you get really way too into Yu-Gi-Oh and you kind of let it consume your life? Okay, so we have two people with dual discs. Uh, which was a thing in the show. That's not really a thing you use to play the game. Some nice after effects. <laughs> this is like scene. This is this is like what happens when emo kids get into <laughs> get into card games. This is what happens when scene kids get really into <laughs> card games. He just he pulled he literally pulled that out of his pocket. He just pulled that out of his pocket. Goodbye, Dark Magician Girl. What the heck? What the heck? It's my turn now. They're not even using the rules of the game. Look how many cards he, he had like three cards. Yeah, he had like three cards on his dual disc and they had only just done one turn each. What is what is even going on? This is so over the top. This is so stupid. Return back to your hand. I activate magic train. I pay 500 life points and I can negate your spell card. Blue eyes, white dragon, attack! <laughs> what is, when did he get that? <laughs> what is even going on? This is so stupid. <laughs> Look, you can see the card. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't take it. I can't take it. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. There's a ton of these videos though. Like, let's skip ahead to see what happens. Oh, here we go. Here, we're getting some fancy special effects right here. Oh, okay. Let's just rip uh, visuals right out of the show. <laughs> oh my god. Like, the guy's laughing himself. He can't believe how stupid this is. Monster Reborn. I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Monster Reborn. That is a band card, by the way. Summon Pete, the Dark Clown. Now that there's three monsters on my side of the field, sacrifice them all for Oslin. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh my gosh. Oh god, you love it when people just steal the art for that. It's so good. Obelisk also has 4,000 attack points. What a turn of events we have here. This is so stupid. 
And then that's it. That's it. There's that one. Okay. There's a lot of these. There's a lot of these Yu-Gi-Oh real life duel videos. And they're so, all of them are stupid. But this is the, this is the most bizarre part of it is it ha- Yu-Gi-Oh has this insane amount of reach to people because I want you to take a look at this. This is another one, but this is a foreign one. I don't know if this is from Russia. Um, this was in 2015, by the way. This wasn't too terribly long ago, just four years ago. And people still make these on a regular basis, it looks like. But here, I want you to take a look at this one. This one is, it seems to be from a foreign country. I'm thinking Russia, but uh, you you take a look and tell me. Again, they always have dual discs in these for some reason. I don't know. They're like cutting around like they're messing up their lines or something, it seems like. Oh, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) What the heck is going on? This one doesn't even have any special effects. This one's kind of weird. They like don't have anything at all. Like it, it looks like they were supposed to add stuff in later and they never did. That's that's nuts. That one's nuts. But that again, that's a foreign country. So it obviously this this whole card game has like a huge wide reach to it, you know, and it <laughs> I want to bring up one last one because this one's another one. This one's really bad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, these are just kids. These are kids trying to have fun. And I don't have anything wrong with that, but you can't you have to agree that this is kind of kind of silly, kind of stupid. Now the adventure continues. I mean, this is like High school, like I made a video. Check it out, guys. Type stuff. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I just noticed that this kid's wearing a Green Bay Packers like jacket. I wonder if these guys are from Wisconsin. Holy crap! That opens up a brand new like. Wow. Now it's my turn. I draw. See, it's always over the top. <laughs> the t- I've met people that acted like this in real life, though. This is obviously played up for what it's supposed to be. They're imitating the show for a video. But I've met people that acted like that in real life one-to-one interactions. It's insanity. It's insanity. So, speaking of people like this, uh, obviously, (laughs) one of the things that really I remember very vividly is a child, uh, not really child. He was a teenager that was homeschooled, and he was a nice guy. Like I've met lots of nice people there. Okay, I, obviously not just people like that. It's not all like that. You meet a lot of nice people. I've met, I've met people that were just normal people that played the game and having fun. I've actually went out uh, and like eaten with them afterwards and like just talk to them normally, not having to always talk about Yu-Gi-Oh or anything like that. We're just we're just having fun, enjoying ourselves. And I mean, one of the one of the people in particular that I do remember, though, was a guy, uh, you know, a teenager that was being homeschooled. And I think this was like his one of the few things he was able to do to get out. But I remember specifically he was actually playing the game and (laughs) 
he would always play he would always play music on his phone um and he, this was like right when undertale was like really big and i was just like done like i saw the fan base that had like i hadn't even played undertale but i saw what the fan base was like and i just totally checked out of that entire scene so i already had this guy pegged well wrong wording aside but quite literally i knew what was um i knew what kind of person he was like the moment he started playing the under he was playing undertale music while he was dueling and stuff like that and he was drawing in his sketchbook and i'm not gonna rip on the guy for being a bad artist because you have to start somewhere um i mean and plus i mean you've seen you've seen what my artwork looks like it's not good um so (laughs) i'm not gonna rip on somebody for having a bad um for not being a good artist because i'm not i'm not anywhere near a good artist but i remember he was always sketching and it was always because i knew immediately when he started he had the undertale and i saw a sketchbook and a sketchbook was all anime drawings i was like i know exactly what this kid's like because i was kind of like that kid um not necessarily being homeschooled and like being like but he was obviously into uh, into a lot of video games he was into anime and stuff like that i was like this kid's kind of like what i was like i know what kind of person he really is so i don't think he's bad and he obviously he was nice i actually talked to him he didn't go out of his way to talk to people but you know i i was able to talk to him and like whenever we were playing i kind of like interacted with him a little bit but that was it like that was like one of those few outings um Another person that I remember in particular was, uh, again, this is kind of a negative one. Uh, it was a, a particular person. He was in his mid twenties. Um, but he always had his mom there with him. So I don't think it was that he was like always, I think he was just really insanely shy. Cause he wasn't like, he wasn't like, uh, he wasn't, he didn't have like mental disability or anything like that. I think he was just really, really shy. He didn't have his own license. Probably he didn't, it was just like, just didn't know how to interact socially with people. Um, and he was nice. Like I tried to talk to him and actually what was really, what really kind of set it off though. I was like, I, I feel bad for this kid. Um, because I, I actually like talked to him and we were dueling. I was like, Oh man, you know, I, like he wasn't bad. Uh, but he, I mean, you know, I beat him a lot, but he would beat me too. And it was kind of like a back and forth. And I always would talk to him. I'd be like, oh, man, that was cool and stuff like that. I would just interact with them because I liked I wanted to be nice to people. I'm, you know, just like I am now. I, I talk to people. I try to be nice to them. And his mom in particular, I remember his mom in particular coming over and my wife was there with me, you know, uh, when it happened, but she was, you know, she came over and she was like, Oh, thank you so much for always interacting with my son. You know, you're always trying to be so nice to him. And I was like, I was like, well, of course I'm going to be nice to him. Why would I not, <laughs> you know, why would I not be nice to him and like try to interact with him? He's obviously out trying to be social. So, you know, he wants to do stuff. Um, and I kind of felt bad for him because I don't know if maybe he was either really shy or maybe because his mom was there, he always felt like he was kind of being held back. Um, but you always meet people like that. He was nice. And I just, I, you know, I kind of feel bad for the guy because, I mean, obviously there was something wrong going on there. Um, but this is what I'm going to kind of finish it off with. So this is going to be the last story because this is my favorite one, by the way. Um, and actually before we even get to that, do I have, um, okay. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I brought this one up. I don't think, uh, I think I'm just going to skip around a bit on this one, but this is another video that I kind of wanted to show. 
of kind of what happens when people take the game a little too seriously again. Um, and this is kind of relevant to the last story. Let's see, where is it? There we go. Wait, 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 hey, wait. No, wait, 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 hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You normally need two or more. No, for him, I just need one Zodiac monster. <laughs> just listen to that voice. Oh, it's so. Yikes. Man, he's cheating, dude. Now, then you ready to end your turn? No. I still have more plays. I'm gonna go ahead and skip ahead a bit because top cards in my deck until I hit a monster that can be normal I pick six <laughs> so you kind of get the idea what the guy is like he's like <laughs> he's kind of like a little bit he's a little bit socially awkward he's kind of like a little he's not he's like a little over the top with it and that I remember I saw this video and I remembered exactly what it reminded me of it reminded me of a guy we'll simply know we'll simply call him Gandora Kid and Gandora Kid is the greatest Yu-Gi-Oh player I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, I love, I love Gandorakin because this is my favorite thing that ever happened when I was ever playing the game. So Gandorakid gets his name because his favorite card to me will always, will and ever will be Gandora, the Destructor Dragon, I think. Gan Gandora is basically a dragon that once he enters the field, just all other monsters on the field are destroyed or something like that. It, it's it's an okay card. It's not amazing, but it, it, it's okay. Um, it takes a lot to get it out there, and it kind of burns your own field for it. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, it's, oh, man, it's so good. So what Gandora kid was, he was a kid like that. He was probably, he probably had a little bit of autism. He was very socially awkward. Um you know, he came in, he was very unkempt. He wasn't, he didn't smell, he didn't have BO or anything like that, but he didn't, obviously, he didn't like comb his hair. He was just, he was just there. And, oof, I, I mean, I kind of feel bad talking about this story because it's bad, but it's funny. Uh, so what happened is I was dueling the kid. Uh, I hadn't really ever seen him there or talked to him too much before. Um, but again, I always interact with people. I shake their hand, I, you know, play the game. So I was sitting there playing the game with him and he brought, he brought like a, just a really bad deck. There was no theming at it all. It was just all over the place. And this is when I was like going hard with my deck, getting really good with it. Um, so, I mean, he couldn't touch me at all. I'd already, I, I had already wiped him out like almost immediately. And he was getting very mad about some of the card effects that I had. Obviously he was getting very upset about it because he couldn't do anything about it. And, this is what happened was he was got so mad he got so mad at me that for winning that he like was like and I was like and I immediately was just like I was immediately on his ass because I was just like I was like hey I was like you need to calm down I was like I was like look you can't expect to always win you can't come in here walking always win I have lost matches and it's part of the game man somebody wins somebody loses and that's it you can either I was like you're gonna have to learn to deal with it 
And I was like, I'm trying to be nice and polite here and shake your hand after the match is over. And you're trying to like, or no, that's what it was because I went to shake his hand afterward and he smacked my hand away. That was it. That was what tipped me off. And and like, cause I went to shake his hand and he smacked my hand away. And I was like, Hey, I was like, you need to learn to, uh, and I went hard on him. I was like, you need to learn to like, I was like, somebody wins, somebody loses. You either going to be respectful and shake my hand or you're just going to act like a little child. And he stormed out of that store and I didn't remember anything because I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not that I don't remember. I didn't see him after he walked out the door. He stormed out of the door and that was it. Um, I And somebody had came back in that was smoking outside from and he was like, holy. Sh-. I mean, he was like, oh, my God. And I remember the store owner um, who's he was somebody probably about my age as well. One of the store owners. And he looked at me and he was just like, cause he knew because that guy had been an issue, I guess before. And he knew that like, that was kind of the things that he does. He kind of looked at me and he was just like, he was just like, Ooh, nice man. He was like, nice. You really got him. Um, because I did, I really totally got him. Like the whole store was just like, damn, I was like, and it felt good. It felt good. Kind of like not really good. I was like, I was like, people were like, yeah, I was like, they're like, congrats, not really congratulating, but they're like, yeah, I was like, that guy kind of deserved that. Um, apparently what happened is after he stormed out of the uh, store is he immediately just threw his cards everywhere. Like, I guess he was just completely done with the game. So he just thrown his cards everywhere. And the guy, one of the guys had come back in. He was like, I was like, what did you do to him? I was like, I was like, I shook it. I beat him and I tried to shake his hand and he smacked my hand away and I just gave it right back to him. And I was like, and I told him off. Um, and he didn't, I guess he didn't, you know, obviously he didn't like that. So he was gone. He was gone for like two weeks, two weeks later, Gandora kid comes back. Um, and he, first things he does, first thing he does is he comes to me and he apologizes. And I was like, I was like, he apologizes for the way he acted. And he's like, he was like, thank you for like pointing out the problems that I'd have. And he's like, I, you know, he's like, I've learned to kind of like, he's like, I went online and I started researching how to build a deck and stuff like that. And he, and he like was trying to improve himself. And I was like, I was like, no problem, man. I was like, you're, I was like, everything's totally okay. I, I was like, I'm glad that you're back and you know, I hope your new deck works out well for you. Um, so he was like trying to interact more with people and it actually seemed like it was really helping him out. Now I did get to face him again. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to face him again, but again, I was across the other store doing the normal tournament stuff. I was, cause you know, that's what it was every week. There was, well, they had two weekly tournaments. I only went to one. Um, so I would go to the weekly tournament and when I showed up, uh, I'm sorry, when the tournament started, uh, you know, the uh, Gandora kid was in the back. And this was before I even like was able to face him. Cause I think I did face him again later, but, uh, and, um, no, 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 no. That's not, uh, that's not, it was, uh, after I faced him because so what I did, uh, uh, I faced him, I think my second match, I, again, I'm trying to like, remember this off the top of my head. Um, so I did face him my second match cause I had my first match and then my second match. Uh, my second match, I faced him and I was talking to him and he was talking about how he was like building his deck around like um, it was an old style one, like around like grave, uh, grave diggers or something like that. It was like a graveyard deck. I don't, I don't again, I don't remember exactly what it was all about, like tombs and stuff like that. And 
he was uh, playing his deck and he was showing me, he was like, this is my trump card. And then he pulled out Gandora, <laughs> Gandora, the dragon of destruction or something like that. And, you know, it's exactly the card I told you it. And you know, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty cool card. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be hard to get it out though. And he was like, oh, I'll get it. And he was really like, he really wanted that card. That was like his, that was his big card of the deck. And so I played him. And I actually just went insanely easy. I just was like, oh, I, I mean, I could have totally beaten the kid, but I didn't want to like ruin his stuff again. So I just let him win. Uh, you know, I beat him a match and then I let him beat me two matches so that he would win. And I was like, oh, good. I was like, good job, man. Because I wanted to be nice to him. And he, even, he was like, he was like, thanks for letting him win. And I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I know. But I was like, I don't want to. I was like, he kind of needs it. So, um. Anyway, so then there's a uh, um, later on on my third match, I was in the other corner, and out of the corner, um, or you know we're up, we're playing in the middle of the match. You just hear out of the <laughs> out of the other corner of the store. You just hear him shout, "Gandora!" and slams his card down on the to- table. <laughs> and he was so excited to get Gandora out that he shouted and the whole store knew that he got Gandora and made and it was the most amazing thing that ever happened in that whole store. Everyone was just like turned and looked and were just like Oh my God, we were la- the guy I was playing. We just started laughing to each other. It was just like, oh my God, it was so good. It was amazing. Uh, I love Gandora Kid. I never saw him again um, because uh, after after that day it was when I started to roll off of Yu Gi Oh. Um, but oh my gosh, Gandora was his. That was his whole life, and he made it happen there at that moment. It was amazing. Uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to that whole store. I, I will, I, even though I never went there regularly, it was I, for real. It was the most amazing thing that ever happened at that store. Um, that's it. That's kind of my experience with Yu-Gi-Oh. I, you know what I would really be interested in doing, though? I really would be interested in going back to that store and kind of seeing what the scene is like again. Um, so if you're interested in that, please leave a comment saying how interested you are in seeing that. I would love to go to another local tournament and just kind of see what the madness has become there and kind of like maybe do some live interviews there. I think that would be really fun and kind of you give you guys an idea of what the scene is like there. I kind of want to do the same thing with Smash Brothers because I wanted to do this whole um, whole video on the Smash Brothers scene and some of the the stuff that's happened with it and like kind of like how kind of bizarre it really is. Um, but I want to go to another local tournament before I really hammer myself in on that. Um, so again, if you got or anything, if you guys have any suggestions for some topics you'd like to see, go ahead and leave a comment. Um, you know, like subscribe, all that other YouTube stuff. I always have to plug. Um, but again, uh, don't forget Gandora is the most amazing monster that's ever existed in the entirety of Yu-Gi-Oh. Have a wonderful day. Ga- <laughs> have a wonderful day, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one.